0: This episode will be talking about ABBA, Arrival, on the line I have, Rob. Oh, fuck yeah. Ben, <laughs> and John. Oh, hello. Arrival is the fourth studio album by the Swedish pop group ABBA. It was originally released in Sweden on the 11th of October, 1976, by Polar Records. The producer was Benny Anderson and Bjorn Jolvius. Uh, the genre is pop and Euro disco, and I'm going to read from the book John Tobler. By 1976, ABBA had escaped from the deadly stigma that affects the musical credibility of all Eurovision song contest winners. Moreover, their string of hits had proved that that they had the commercial wherewithal to continue and expand on their musical conquest of Europe and take on the U.S. market. Arrival was their fourth U.K. album release and their second of eight consecutive albums to top the U.K. charts. The biggest song here is the joyous Dancing Queen, their fourth U.K. number one single and also their only U.S. chart topper. The quartet had performed the song at a gala held the day before by the Swedish king. Uh, In his marriage to his wife, contrary to local reports, the song was not composed especially for the royal wedding. Nearly 30 years later, it has become something of a gay anthem. The album also includes the second UK number one in Knowing Me, Knowing You, introducing a quality of reflective melancholy that was increasingly to become part of ABBA's work as their uh, career progressed. Uh, What do we think of ABBA's Arrival? It's not my favorite ABBA, but I fucking love it. <laughs> What's your favorite ABBA? Uh,
1: the Visitors, which we'll be discussing in the early eighties. Um, okay. Th- honestly, this this doesn't even rank on uh, my my ABBA chart. Like, uh, I would I would take uh, Super Trooper over this record any day of the week. Hmm. Um, it's not that 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 isn't to say that this isn't this doesn't have its charms, but it, it it's mm, this is the first ABBA album that I've spent any time with. Oh, okay. Well, what, what, then I'm not going to hog the mic here. Tell me what you think, Ben. I, I
2: it was, it was, I was actually interested to to hear your take uh, because I I like this album and I, I like ABBA's I like ABBA's sound and there's certain songs in this album that I that I love, but I think this album does have it's not bulletproof, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, it's but it's fun. It's fun to listen to the whole time through. I like. They like they've got their they've got their own thing going like their 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 sound their their look like the way the band set up the way that they write these songs like ABBA is it definitely really, it feels like like a fully realized project at this point you know. I, I would I would agree, yeah. I did not know that they won Eurovision until uh, a few days ago when I was reading up on this. But a few days before I read up on that, I watched that Netflix original movie about <laughs> Eurovision. <laughs> and that was, I actually learned a lot. I knew Eurovision was a thing, but as an American, I didn't, I haven't followed it. So that, that movie gave me some insight even in a comedic way into that contest. And then, uh, yeah, a few days later, I'm like, and then knowing that, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. They do have that like European pop sound, you know. I don't know if there's a Eurovision sound or not, but uh, definitely that like, that yeah. production, like that.
3: I mean, and especially on this album, you've kind of got almost like a Phil Spector wall of sound, but with that weird like Swedish twist, right? Like you know, they've got some weird weird songs on here that I think could only come out of you know, Western Europe,
2: you know. <laughs> and and what a what a what a good team, Bjorn, Benny, and Agnetha and Anna Frid. Like, Bjorn and Benny, like, writing these songs and, and like, the, the craftsmanship of the pop songs is definitely something to, to be recognized. Like, for a pop song, this is how you do it. And, and then on top of that, the production that they're also doing. But would they really have ever been pushed into the limelight like, th- like this had they not each married a, a, a beautiful woman with a golden voice? You know, like it's like it, it it's like the, they've got the full package here.
0: Yeah, it seemed but it seemed like they were definitely part of the it's like a musical family. You know what I mean? It It's like how we have gravitated to each other because we're uh, of our love of music. You know, you kind of you fall in with people who have a similar interest in that. So it kind of makes sense that they're they're together in, in this way. But
2: they were kind of individually from that
0: Eurovision scene, right? Yeah, but it does. Yeah, you're right. Though it does help that <laughs> that, that but their what you know their voices are very uh, compatible. I guess you would say you know like the formation is is uh, fortuitous. I guess.
3: Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll be the dum dum. ABBA is sure. is two couples. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Okay. I did not know yeah. that ABBA <laughs> was two married couples. yeah
2: makes a little uh, more complex yeah the guys are married and 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 the women are married yeah Yeah. beautiful yeah
1: Yeah. and the (laughs) the, yeah the the name is just uh abba's you know uh the two the all of their first names are the a's and
2: b's bjorn benny agnetha and anna yeah (laughs)
1: Birch, we had discussed ABBA one million years ago, um, yeah. and how you weren't really feeling I'm it because you didn't like disco nope. all that
0: much. Nope. Okay. I am Fair not enough. a fan of this album. Uh, <laughs> I c- the, the thing about ABBA, um, they constantly surprise me with the pop craftsmanship, like mm-hmm. no denying dancing queen is a stunner of a, of a song. I mean, I can't I- express that enough. It. It was like the biggest-selling single. Uh, it was huge over here. Kind of started a, a lot of the disco craze, and with good reason. I mean, it's an amazing song. It's perfectly delivered. Um, so yeah, it, that kind of stuff is is awesome. But I just do not. I just don't like the sort of like bubblegumness of uh, some of the songs, like "Dum Dum Diddle," or even "Tiger." Oh, that's, uh, uh, <laughs>
3: tiger has how i don't know they're trying to sing like a menacing song about like a stalker in the city right kind of or but just like, the like, dangers
2: yeah. of city life in general maybe i i, don't, I just I, I
3: just don't believe them
2: <laughs> like their their harmonies are too beautiful
3: like i just i don't know it feels safe to me i'm okay in those alleys
0: it's just kind of a repetitious song that doesn't really do it for me um money 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 is okay i I mean i could go down my list of what i thought was good and bad and it's it's kind of 50 50 i guess you would say but i recognize I, I,
1: i won't argue that
0: yeah and i kind of um the thing i realized this week as i was listening to it more and more is i was thinking actually you know this has a lot more relationship to the things i find interesting around this era like bowie than I would have ever imagined before. It's got this. It's got just a little bit of dark within the like minor chord progressions, the seventh chord progressions, where it it doesn't quite uh do the the thing we get you know nowadays with super bop, uh, pop bubblegum. You know, there's nothing, no substance there. It does go a little bit deeper than that, but there's just a lot that I, I just don't identify with. It's very dancey, too, and I think it's more, it's hard to, to talk about albums like that because when you talk about something like EDM, EDM music, there's or, you know, the, like techno, any of that kind of music, it's not really made to be this, like, composed song. Some of it is, but it's really made for the, the dance floor, you know? It's made mm-hmm. to, to do something, and disco is made to do that, so.
2: Birch, would you consider this a disco album?
0: I don't know if I would, though. That's the that's the strange thing is that there's a there's ballads within here, but there is sort of a driving uh sort of base throughout a lot of the uh, popier songs.
2: There is. And Dancing Queen is definitely a, a, a disco song, maybe the first true disco song we've talked about. I feel like it is. But it almost feels to me like like a, like a pop album with an early disco hit. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean, even dancing queen is like a euro
3: pop version of disco like it's definitely yeah. got that that pop is the dominant flavor
0: yeah even i mean we're listening or i'm listening to dum dum diddle right now and it's it's just kind of that like i could see this being played at like a club or something even money 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 i could see that uh, i mean there are some ballads in between but it it really is like a a dancy kind of upbeat uh it's got the album. hooks man it's got <laughs> the lyrics
1: <laughs> the 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 chorus is dog shit, but the fucking hooks
2: in this song just gimme. Sometimes I like, just wish they were singing in Swedish because their voices sound great. I just don't want to know what they're what they're saying because I mean, when, they I were, know what, when I know what they're saying, I, it just I'm like, oh well, that's that's cheesy. Yeah. Well, it's English as a second language, for one. Yeah, they, were, <laughs> they,
1: they they came out and said they were embarrassed by Dum Dum Diddle because they ran out of words. They're just like, yeah, we had to, we had to put something down, so Dum Dum Diddle's what you get. I mean, the synth you, fiddle hook is is pretty cool. I really? do like yes, the synth fiddle.
2: Awesome. Also, yeah. you can sing Come On Eileen to the chorus of Dum Dum Diddle. <laughs> <laughs> is that
1: yeah, a good thing? <laughs> um, I, I mean... It, I think so. <laughs> the, the, there's some borrowing that happens off of this record for bands like coming up in the not too distant future i mean even knowing me knowing you sounds like fucking we don't need another hero the tina
2: turner like it's mm-hmm. fucking like it's right it's, there knowing me knowing you is
0: fire that it might be my favorite track on the album yeah that that was like the second one i thought would uh, second best one probably
3: yeah it, i was really surprised in listening to it in my headphones and like really paying attention to the song there's layered vocals with the whispers behind the main vocals like it's, mm-hmm. it's got a lot going on in it for you know a pop song
2: bad times <laughs> 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 I did, I did. <laughs> like there's a little ghost in there right <laughs> Have you, so they, they released music videos to most of I these songs, videos most of their hits <laughs> yeah they're great they're great it's <laughs> mostly just like close-up choreography it's like it's like two faces or like close ups on mouths, and then they move apart, and you just see like the mouths of like the dudes for the choruses, and then like it's all just like yeah, it's all just like close up shots of them like moving around each other to the to the music, so whoever is singing is like featured it, it, it's it's kind of neat though like I the, thought it was the one re- yeah, it's like very yeah.
0: simple, but it feel it feels so seventies like Swedish uh soft focus where you know, and they're singing yeah. It's all like w- in one room, and
2: at the end of cool. "Knowing Me, Knowing You." Uh, yeah, it's uh, Anna, Fried and Agnetha just walking, uh, walking off in the snow, away from the dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Which good, is foreshadowing. There's some good editing in those too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I, get, I mean, the world kind of fell in love with this album. Uh, well, they already had hits. I mean, they had already done a best of like Abba Gold They had before two, this. Well, a-
2: a- Abba Gold was in the 90s, but they had oh, two greatest hits that came out before this one. So this is, this is their fourth studio album. And before their fourth studio album, they've had two greatest hits albums. And they were back to back and they were the same year. And they're almost the exact same track listing. It's just one of them's got Fernando and the other one doesn't. Uh, so I was I was racking my brain trying to figure out why. And I, I've got a hypothesis. Okay. So they, they released two albums. Uh, uh, they released two albums, maybe three albums. Uh, bef- I think two albums before they won Eurovision. Then Eurovision kind of put them in at least the European spotlight. So what's the record company do? It's like okay, well, these are the best songs off those two albums. Here's how you catch up with ABBA, and then within a year they released Fernando just as a single, and Fernando was their their biggest selling single. Uh, it was a biggest selling like I think it was European single until like some Ed Sheeran song or something like that. Uh, but the only way to get it was was the 45, and that single. Turned on a whole a whole another crowd of people to ABBA, including like an American audience that might not have followed Eurovision. So they released a second greatest hits. Uh, the first one was called Best of ABBA. The second one was called Greatest Hits, and it's like I said, it's almost the exact same. It's just got two other songs. It's got uh, Fernando and and one other one and then I've this got album greatest hits upstairs i was literally listening to it while i was yeah, i've cooking got to it the too <laughs> i've got it too yeah the so good. 1976
0: <laughs> greatest hits uh is the year's biggest selling album and the second bis- biggest selling album in britain of the 1970s uh beaten by simon and garfunkel's bridge over trouble water which wow. had a six-year head start on it
2: yeah Man, yeah right so nuts. They only had four years to make up that difference. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I no. think that's one thing that we don't
1: get stateside is just how fucking big Abbo is and, and was like, it's, it's not like for the most part, people know dancing queen. Um, they, but they, that's kind of where it stops. Like I, my introduction to it, uh, was Muriel's wedding, uh, starring Tony Collette from 1994. And I was like, Holy <laughs> shit. abo has got all these awesome songs. And yeah, I was really sad to find out that Arrival even though Fernando's on like later pressings was not on the original pressing mm-hmm. cuz that song fucking rips. Yep.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where it sticks for me is is maybe I'm not a ABBA I'm not an album guy. Singles.
2: <laughs> totally understandable, I, man. Yeah, but I, I do I might-
0: Bertrand I do like, might be uh, an like, greatest hits guy. Yeah, I do like um I did like listening to a lot of it too. Like My Love, My Li- or uh Yeah, My Love, My Life. I was really interested because I, I had read a lot of reviews and they compared it to uh girl groups um from the sixties and I was I was thinking about it and I was like, Yeah, that's true. It is it's like a ballad of a girl group. Um mm-hmm. which I you know the, these little things that I really didn't put together with uh, Abba's influences or who they were influencing at the time it it, si- it it gave me a little bit more of appreciation I guess than just thinking of it as a throwaway kind of like pop number because um, they were imitating a lot of things that I do like. I would read that yeah. the vibe of my love my life was
2: inspired by 10 cc's I'm not in love <laughs> <laughs> And I, I hear it, you know. Yeah, dude. Bert, uh, uh, earlier you were talking about uh, like this music being closer to Bowie than you realized. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen the footage of uh, ABBA performing at 1974's Eurovision? They look like Slade. Like they they were going. They they were they they weren't wearing face paint or anything, but they were straight up space people glam. Oh wow! Yeah, and. And after Eurovision, uh, apparently, according to, I think, Benny Anderson, their string of singles after Eurovision, they were trying to do, like, a, a, a the sweet type of sound before they, they realized that they're not that type of band, they're a pop band, and just to stick with what they know. But, like, SOS and some of those other songs would have been in that era.
0: Yeah. No, I, I absolutely hear that sort of influence, um on on a lot of these songs of just, it's not, it, it's not, I mean, it just doesn't have guitars. It doesn't have like a distorted guitar or electric guitar or something, but you could imagine if, if they would have gone in a slightly different direction, if they would have said, actually, we're not so much into pop. They could absolutely be one of those glam bands. Yeah, It'd have been wild.
2: I, yeah. yeah. The whole time I was
0: amazing. listening to this, one
1: particularly, I was thinking back to our discussion of uh, like Trafalgar and uh, Odessa, um, like the, those two Bee Gees records. And like, this is what I think the BGs would have been going for. They just didn't, they weren't able to fucking like throw down the way that ABBA did with uh, just the pop sensibilities. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it, this, this is so easy just to push over into that, like, ugh, like, you know, the, uh, I'm, my words are failing me right now, unfortunately. But I, I was—that uh, was something that I thought about a lot. Was just how how they kind of surpassed that, but we're in the in the, in the same basic vein, at, at least at this particular point in time. Um, yeah, man. Uh, like like I said at the beginning, like this is not my favorite ABBA by any stretch of the imagination, and like I don't even like. I like a little bit more than half of the songs on here. And there's some shit that I would absolutely throw into the garbage can (laughs) as soon as I could. Um, But this is just some of the best pop ever like (laughs) constructed by mortal man. I I find it hard to like, you know, deny it's like danceable shiny sunshine popness.
0: I was going to say in the fact that it's not a studio machine creating this music, you know, it just seemed to be their genuine interests and how they they were perceiving that pop music is is a, a lot more interesting than, you know, if these were higher, you know, studio musicians and they have yeah. the singers in there and they're, you know, just doing a song that someone else wrote, you know. So a lot of credit where where I can give it.
2: This it hit me this time when we were listening to it just now, uh, more than a. Uh... Uh, previous listens, does Money, Money, Money remind anyone else of, like, Sparks at all? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but, but what I was going to say is, can we all agree that the instrumental on the album, Arrival, is fucking amazing?
2: It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's pretty yeah. great.
3: Like, I, I never really thought of ABBA as doing, you know, instrumental works, but, like, it's, it's a solid-ass, like, uh, shit, what's the word for it when like you make a fanfare for a, like, a king or a nobleman? Like,
2: a fanfare, I believe,
3: a fanfare. yeah, no, like it's it's solid and like it definitely has that that regal quality to it,
0: yeah. I was kind of surprised that it wasn't first, that it was uh later in the album. I think that's that a good point. It, I mean, it, it, it should call it departure, uh, yeah. I was, I was thinking that though, I was, I was thinking, well they probably should have had a rival first and then had another, uh, instrumental to kind of close it off. Right. To, and it's to the do title something. track. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. Yeah. title track. And then you, uh, I wouldn't have started with when I kiss the teacher, but because it's Dude, just, arrival right into dancing queen, man. I know. I, I, I think I would have a different impression of the, yeah. of the album as a whole, when you drop the needle and it's like, it's that, that sort of queen aspect where they try to, present this big fanfare of and then if you went straight into dancing queen uh yeah, yeah.
2: especially with that cover photo of them like literally arriving in the <laughs> helicopter you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah
2: no, the, uh, funny. Uh,
1: uh, arrival absolutely gives me goosebumps it's a it is it is a powerful song to the point where uh yeah my i, I, I showed you guys uh a couple different versions of mike goldfield like covering arrival like mm-hmm. on the uh on our little threads like uh
3: yeah Oh, just uh, the, the British rock group heavy. I would I would call them I guess heavy metal. Uh, the Darkness use Arrival as an opening song on their on their tours. <laughs> like, awesome. like, do they
2: play it or do they walk out to it? They play it. <laughs> oh, cool. I was saying, I, I, when I was listening to it today, I was like, man, if I was if I was like in a cool band on tour, I would absolutely like the lights go low, Arrival plays, and then you walk out. You know? Yeah, yeah.
0: that'd be a good one. <laughs> yeah. Right. I love thinking about the, um, I mean, when Murder by Death, when we saw them and they used the Gremlins theme song as their (laughs) outro like after they were done, I was like, that's some brilliant shit right there. (laughs) Like, I don't even, I don't know. sets a scene, man. (laughs) It sets a scene. (laughs) It's really weird. Uh, There are three notorious rockers who uh, loved ABBA. Does anybody know one? fucking
1: Lemmy. It's one of his favorite bands of all time, man.
0: Yeah. Um, But no, tell me more. Uh, Sid Vicious, Joe Strummer, uh, Pete Townshed. Uh, I'm just uh, fucking. (laughs) I'm just fucking. Uh, Pete Townshed.
2: All guys from, uh, you know, UK, Europe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think they they're Eurovision huge fans. in yeah. the UK. I, I I feel like, I mean, obviously the Beatles were were huge in the UK too, but I feel like they have the Abba, they have the Abba sort of look that we look at the Beatles or something like that.
1: I mean, and, and that 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 was another thing I was thinking. I'm sorry for interrupting you here, Birch. But like, Abba is what would happen if McCartney hadn't turned to dog shit after the Beatles like went away. <laughs> like, it has all of like the camp and like all of like the cl- clever little thing, clever little things happening. But it's like actually good. It's good pop music as opposed to <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: yeah.
0: They just uh, started from a different place.
1: Yeah, I mean the the ABBA wouldn't exist without the Beatles so I can't say you know otherwise. Um so uh I don't know if, what if we're getting any more Led Zeppelin are we? I think we're probably done after Physical uh, yeah. Graffiti. Yeah. Uh in, into the outdoor though has all of my love on it and uh John Paul Jones used uh ABBA's like I think it was a CS60 to uh compose all, or to do it. Uh yeah, to 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 record it um because they they recorded in Stockholm. That oh, point That's awesome. Died. Nice. Yeah.
2: Now, Rob, I remember you saying something. I don't know if you posted it on social media or if you just said it in person, but you're, it, there's a, an ABBA album that you were talking about was a, a better album than Rumors. Is, is yes. this the one that you're referring to? No, dude. It's The Visitors. It's the next ABBA <laughs> album we're going to get. It's the only other ABBA
1: album we're getting. Uh, rumors being as, you know, everyone's breaking up in Fleetwood Mac them writing it. Visitors is the exact same thing happening with ABBA. It's not that they're fucking each other, but everyone's getting a divorce and they're fucking breaking up. <laughs> and like the, the album's written about it happening. It's it's awesome.
3: And, and so it in it the book, right. we get that? We do, yes. Oh, oh sweet. sweet. In the 80s.
2: Yep. Man, if it was in it's, the 80s, because I, I think uh Bjorn and Agnetha, I think, divorced in 79, but, but I guess they were still recording recording this stuff
0: yeah um (laughs) there was a cool story about a dancing queen because they were doing the whole band thing of going to the studio coming back but when they brought the tape back benny brought it back after a late night mixing it and uh played it for his wife uh frida started crying because it was she was so excited about um how beautiful it was and how it turned out, how good it sounded. So, you,
2: like, you, you, sometimes you know a hit when you hear it. Yeah. And, like, even before they had, uh, uh the girls had laid down vocal tracks, if, yeah, like, if, if you're in a band with Benny, he comes down, he's like, this is what, this is what we're going to be working on. You, you just have to know, oh, that's a hit. Yeah. You
3: Absolutely. Know? You guys want a dancing queen fact? Mm -hmm. so you guys know about the isbn for books like the code that's used for books to identify the the work so there's an ismwc which is a code used to identify musical works so you can say oh okay it's this recording by this artist on this date at this time and dancing queen is the very first uh entry for the ismwc it's like all zeros no shit really Really? Wow. Yep. It is the very first entry. It's something like 0000010. Zero, 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 zero.
2: So like that song came out, and like some guy in an office somewhere was like, we need to start logging this shit. <laughs> well, I, 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 think, I,
3: think, I think the ISMWC didn't come out until like the late 80s or early 90s. So somebody's like, that dude who was trying to work it out took 10 years to do it, And then he's like, I'm still
2: using Dancing Queen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's incredible. Yeah. I guess this is this is sort of the turning point, huh? For for these uh these things to be recorded and sort of cataloged.
3: Yeah, I think you know this is this is one of the ways of saying, okay, internationally, not just in each nation, like
0: yeah. these songs matter. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Cool. Do we want to go I guess we should go around the room since I don't think we're all quite on the same page what do you think ben
2: i am i'm going to give this album a positive uh that being said you know i I don't love the whole thing i'm i'm really impressed by like the the craftsmanship and the execution that these people put together like you were saying birch like it's not like a bunch of studio guns playing songs that folks didn't even write uh you know it's a it's a it's a real band here and uh and I'm looking forward to some of the albums that you highly recommend, Rob, because if, if I came into this this recording today and you were like, yes, this is the best ABBA, I would have thought, oh, well, maybe I'm an ABBA's greatest hits guy. But, <laughs> you know, because I, I, I like the sound, but if they, if they just keep on, you know, kind of getting better and honing the craft, and if this is just a hint of what's to come, then I, I very much look forward to what's to come. And the weaknesses in this album are not enough for me to, to give it a, a, like a a negative pointer or or I I would recommend it. I think it's got some good stuff worth listening to on it. So positive from me.
3: Yeah. I'm going to give it a positive as well. Uh, Christ gave it a C, but how could you call (laughs) this? You, You can't call this average, right? I mean, like there's some, some amazing gems on here, like through the roof, like dance hits. Uh, and then even the ones that suck that we talk about, like Dum Dum diddle, they have interesting parts. Like they're still kind of dancey, even though the lyrics are dog shit. Uh, and I can't say myself that I, I love start to finish. There's some weird, like uh, when I kiss the teacher is a weird opener. Arrival is kind of a weird closer, but it's beautiful wherever you find it in the album, you know? So I've, I've still got to give it a positive.
1: positive seven or eight of these songs, are fucking awesome and the other two are fine <laughs> like, <laughs> and and uh, j- just based on that like I, I i'm coming from a place of bias because i actively enjoy the band um and it's not my first time hearing it but um i mean shit just for for track 10 alone like it shows just how fucking awesome this band is at fucking <laughs> writing anything and, and they, they they run the gamut man like they 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 do so many styles so fucking well on this record. It it just kind of it, it blows my mind. Um, and you know, yeah, I uh, absolute positive on my end. Uh, you should all listen to Fernando though if you haven't heard that yet. Um, it, that song fucking rules and it. I, I guess it was recorded during the same session but then came out on the greatest hits because they had already <laughs> pressed the record. So well,
3: and, was, and was Fernando like a single of one of theirs kind of like it wasn't an ABBA project originally or something? It,
2: it there's a few of the songs, maybe Fernando's one of them that yeah, Frida uh had a she had a couple solo albums that ABBA would then re-record record the songs uh like certain tracks as as a band. Uh I uh dance or not dance queen Fernando may have been one of those. But I don't know for sure.
0: Yeah, I'll just I'm I'm just gonna say neutral on this one. I I just don't I'm not a big ABBA fan and this just really doesn't strike my fancy. It's good enough though that I'm not I don't hate it. Um I would actively listen, you know, to "Dancing Queen," "Arrival," and some of these other. Maybe knowing me, knowing you, um, but yeah, it's it just doesn't make up for it for the other uh, songs that I kind of feel are are pretty weak in their uh, their delivery. It's not a full album that I really. Uh, I'm not excited about it, and if anybody were to ask me if I'm a fan of ABBA, I'd probably just say no. Like straight. <laughs> I just don't, straight, I just don't like the sort of uh I uh, sort of poppy disco y ness of of this kind of music. Um one thing I will say about ABBA, I think I touched on it a little bit, and the reason I am like neutral is because it does it doesn't have a straight major chord progression. It does have a little bit of an edge. It provides something that is slightly Um, less than a completely uh, fake facade I guess you would say or bubblegum pop in a way that uh, is pretty cool so yeah alright next time we'll be talking about KISS Destroyer